0: What's up people, welcome to Kickoff Sessions. My name is Darren Lee, and on this episode, I'm gonna get into all the detail of everything that I've learned in the last year of podcasting. Yes, I've been recording for one whole year, around about this time, and I've learned so many lessons during this period. It's not about just like podcasting lessons, like audio and video production, but there's been so many like life lessons that I've learned, so many business lessons I've learned, and really so much opportunities around revenue and monetization, which people always talk about. Before I get into the episode, if you can subscribe down below, click the subscribe button, that really helps the channel grow. More episodes coming out every Wednesday, pretty much every week, so you can learn more about career development and all things careers related. So on this episode, I want to get into all of the lessons that I've learned from podcasting. Now, it's been one real long year. There's been a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of peaks, a lot of troughs. And I think there's been a lot of lessons that I've learned. The first one, I think, which was the most um, prevalent was around the fact that everything in podcasting is a real slow process. So unlike Instagram, whereby you upload a picture and it could be, you know, something great quick and people can just go like it really fast. There's an instant gratification. That element has never really existed in podcasting. The reason why is because there's a lot of friction involved. You may, you know, get initial peaks at first, which is really, really good to get people involved. You know, hopefully they subscribe. Hopefully they follow you on Spotify and Apple. But really afterwards, it's a slow and gradual process. And how I picture it, it's like um, like a hockey stick growth. So if you imagine, let's say, a hockey stick or like a Nike tick, that's really what's kind of happening in, in the world of podcasts. So it kind of trickles along. You get some good days, some bad days, but it's very much a slow process in the beginning. And a lot of people don't anticipate that. And what happens is they come in, they look for the instant gratification. There's a initial spike and then they kind of fade out after a while. So it's something that I've had to come to terms with to say that, look, you know, it's a longer term play but there is enormous opportunity in it when you stick in there. There's usually a breaking point between 12 episodes, roughly, where people say, screw this, I'm giving up, and going back to do something else. And that's fine. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But the people that stick in it, that really go from 20 episodes to 50 episodes, you know, anywhere north of 100 episodes, get huge benefits from there. In the beginning, it's a slow process and I've learned a lot of elements to myself around just patience and just being consistent. And that's one thing that I've really, really tried to ingrain in myself from the very beginning. Number two is all around people actually liking your content or people actually despising your content. So, you know, a lot of people think that everyone's gonna love their episode that they put out. Everyone's gonna love a lot of their content online. That's actually not the reality. There's going to be people that really hate what you do. There's going to be people that don't like what you do. There's going to be people, it's always going to be that element of people online. But what you have to come to terms with is some people just don't like podcasts. Some people don't like the topic you're talking about. And some people just kind of don't like you, to be honest. But that's not what you should get caught up on. That is just life. These are just life lessons. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It could be a podcast. It could be trying to build your own channel, trying to just do anything online or even in person. People just will not gravitate towards all of the stuff you do. And that's okay. That's completely fine. But that shouldn't deter what you're trying to ultimately achieve. If you want to build a podcast, and for me, I run a careers development podcast. It is all centered around young professionals. For me to grow that, I need to be always showing up online. I need to post everything I need to do. I need to do my marketing, I need to do my editing. I need to do all the elements that I can control. The stuff that's out of my control is the one percent or five percent of people that don't resonate with the stuff that I do, and that's fair enough, that's always going to be the bulk of it. But initially, not taking all of the negative feedback in and letting that kind of take control of your mind, a lot of people can get caught up in it and then lead to giving up downstream. So that's what we try to just completely avoid with podcasting, we focus on really the information, really the value. And you see me going from week to week trying to improve the standard and uh, it's hard. It's often really, really difficult, but that's something you have to come to terms with. And again, it's not just a podcast lesson. It's a real, real life lesson. The next area is all around network and connection. Connection. The connections you build through podcasting is enormous. Now, of course, there's the people that come on your podcast. You know, if you've been podcasting for a year or two years, you do develop great connections and you do meet a lot of intelligent, wise people that have so much experience. You can also meet a lot of weird and wonderful people too, that if you want to do a different type of podcast, you can also get in. And that's great because you get to meet a lot of people. Hopefully your social media platforms can grow too. And, you know, you kind of get into that area of being kind of a leader in that particular niche but there's also multiple different connections that you've met. So people that listen to my podcast on a weekly basis who regularly share their stories with me around their careers, around what they want to do in, in life and whatnot, that's the element of connections that you're also building. You're building a community, and I know people always say the word community online these days, but that's kind of what you're doing. You know, Ultimately, it's a social platform, and if I cast my mind back to when I started podcasting, I wanted to do something that was social, I wanted to do something that let me interact with a lot more people. And that's what I've done. And that's what I've achieved. And that's one thing that I want to really stay true to in my next year. And, and so hopefully following years from there is the fact that when you meet people, you want to keep them in the experience overall. And that's one thing that I really want to do. In my podcast is create an experience. And obviously we see the Joe Rogan experience, but well, what I want to try to do is, you know, guests come back and they, they want to come back and share more messages. They feel that they're only in kickoff sessions is a podcast that they can come to and learn a lot of cool stuff and, you know, really share their message. And then I want younger people or any type of listener of any demographic to say, okay, I'm going to sit down on a Saturday morning, Sunday, and learn something new on kickoff sessions. That is what connection and that is what network really is. The next point is all about scalability and really about how you have to do things that don't scale at first so that you can scale in the future. And this is a good concept that's always um, very applicable to business. People think you start a podcast and all oh, you see that growth, like that kind of like to the moon growth. That doesn't really happen at first, unless you already have an existing platform. So I see a lot of people that you know may have been YouTubers or Instagram influencers, and then they start a podcast and it gets a lot of gro- growth. Fantastic. But if you're like me, an average dude who's just on the internet with a microphone and a camera that doesn't happen you need to do things that don't scale at first, which is responding to messages always enjoy engaging with people trying to edit your show trying to push your marketing and trying to find that kind of purpose and try to find that kind of pattern within your own show because if you just try to outsource everything you're never going to know what you want and you're never going to know what kind of works so I think I was trying to focus on building multiple different platforms. I was trying to find what fit in my target audience. I was trying to find where my target audience initially was. And a lot of that stuff didn't scale. So in the early days, I would have worked 20, 30 hours a week on my podcast. And some of that could literally be looking at a Word doc and just trying to figure out where do I want to go next? Where do I want to go next? Who do I want to interview? What sort of value is it providing? And also looking at the metrics. Like, if you want to look at... Some of the statistics that come back, I use Buzzsprout, which I've always mentioned before. You want to look at like your demographic. You want to look at what episodes are doing really well. And this stuff doesn't really scale if you're just constantly looking at it. But over time, you figure out what's working, what's not working, and you ultimately veer away from what's not working and step into what is working. And a lot of things like this are really um, helpful, like polls on Instagram, um, you know, customer feedback, looking at questionnaires on on um, on Instagram, as well as looking at re- um, reviews on Apple Podcasts. So you try to figure out what's working, what's not working. It's not scalable. But the thing about podcasting is the fact that if one person listens to my show or if a million people listen to my show, all I got to do every week is record 45 minutes. That's what scalability is. So even though in the beginning things aren't scalable. And even though things are kind of tough at first, knowing that all you got to do is have the same level of input, of course, as marketing to anticipate whatnot, but it leads to uncapped growth. And that's what's really, really true. So, you know, being completely honest, I haven't got that insane growth that you see the, the world's best podcasters do at first, but, you know, I'm also not the likes of Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan or any one of those at the moment, you know, so that's the whole element. I think you've got to be aware of it, but it's a future consideration. Scalability will come. The next learning lesson, which I think is probably one of the most important, is really what I learned to solve of my own issues and what I've learned in terms of what I've got better at over the last year. So really, I had a lot of issues in my own career. I was very much unfulfilled. I had very little meaning and purpose and didn't really know what I wanted to do. That's why I started a careers podcast. And what has resulted for me is that I have ironed out a lot of the problems that I kind of had. I was able to speak with experts. I was able to speak with friends that were listening to the show, a lot of listeners. And I was able to see several things. One, we're all in this together. doesn't matter if you're a director of a company, CEO of a company, at one stage, you had absolutely no idea what you were doing. Similarly, with a lot of people that listen, we're all in the same boat. So I was able to kind of solve those kind of problems um, and be able to see for myself that, look, you know, it's an ongoing process, you don't, you don't solve it overnight, but by interviewing, by discussing, by creating a lot of episodes, I'm kind of figuring out that process. And for anyone that's doing any, any type of topic, doesn't have to be a podcast it could be could be a blog could be whatever on the internet you are kind of solving those issues and when you solve the issue for yourself you find that you're solving the issue for other people and that's what was kind of awesome was the fact that people were saying look you know I have I'm in a similar situation I have literally no idea what I want to do in my career and this is kind of helpful so that kind of solved that kind of issue then the next element is the skills I learned so you know I've been recording on this microphone and other microphones for one year straight, I mean, day in, day out, editing, listening to my voice, looking at quote unquote competitors to not really competitors, but looking at other podcasts and seeing what they were doing well and what I would need to get better at. I got way better at speaking, like, tremendously better at speaking. I got way more comfortable and I was able to, you know, kind of distill a lot of my thoughts pretty clearly. That only comes with practice. Really, really a lot of practice you need to do under the microphone And I was able to kind of communicate a little bit better. I also learned how to listen. I remember my first couple of episodes and literally not even being able to fully listen because I was trying to focus on the next topic. I was trying to focus on, is my laptop even charging? (laughs) like Some basic kind of things. So I learned how to listen really well. I learned how to kind of speak. And I think I became a bit more confident in myself for sure because now I know in my day job, I would do a lot of presentations or a lot of speaking and I kind of feel comfortable. And I think that's a big thing for anyone that's practicing a skill day in, day out, is that you get a lot more confidence in it. So now I'm very much open towards any university talks, presentations, any types of public speaking events. That's not to say that I'm great at it, because of course you speak, you can hear my, my English now, I have, an, I have an Irish accent, and there's a lot of things I need to improve. But I mean, when you're doing something day in, day out, you are only getting better. And I think if I'm feeling a bit more comfortable now, one year into it, imagine what you'd feel like two, three, four, five years down the road. That's kind of what I always think about. I always think long-term, and I always think if something's getting better, sit in there and leave those skills, develop and get better. The next lesson is all around revenue, profit, income, creating some sort of revenue through podcasting. So everyone thinks it's going to come through the direct channels of monetization, which is sponsorships, affiliate programming, a little all that kind of stuff where you're selling a product through your podcast. And it does. It hasn't hit a lot of the smaller accounts, but if you wear the likes of the big boys or whoever has really established podcasts, you can make a lot of money through sponsorships, of course, because it's like advertising through anything. You know, it's people are just advertising. They're trying to get exposure for whatever they're doing. They could be selling a mattress and they're trying to get that exposure. But for smaller accounts, it's not really there. You can do affiliate marketing where you make 10, 20% off a product, but unless you're getting 10,000 downloads per episode, it doesn't really make it a viable income stream, to be honest. I think there is enormous opportunities of indirect streams. But what indirect stream is kind of like a service you provide, is kind of like an additional thing that you're providing people Beyond your podcast. So the podcast becomes the center point, the focal point where people like, know, and trust you, but you have additional services that happen. And for me, you know, I've started a consulting firm where I help other podcasts grow, monetize, and really just build platforms, build their own shows. I've also done a lot of uh, career mentoring, so I will help a lot of graduates you know, interview, resume, reviewing, um, you know, really trying to find a lot of their purpose and meaning within their job as well and help them how to build a good career. That has only came through starting a podcast. I could not, you know, open up Instagram tomorrow and start a career mentoring program if I didn't have all this background and kind of hopefully good reputation behind me. It takes a long time to build that. And again, it takes... A lifetime to build reputation and it takes just a moment to lose all that reputation so that's the one thing to be aware of but those indirect services that you can create for yourself if anyone's interested in you know freelance work if anyone's interested in whatever it may be that is where there's a lot of indirect benefit because let's give a perfect example let's say you are a freelancer for digital marketing and you have a digital marketing podcast where you interview experts well now you can offer your freelance service to people online, through Fiverr, through Instagram, through LinkedIn, and people see see you and trust you. That's what's really been beneficial for me. Now, I will obviously want to align both direct monetization and indirect monetization. That's how you build a fully fledged business. But at the moment, you look to see what's working, you look to improve in it, and you look to invest in yourself as well, really double down on what you've been doing and uh, try to provide that service to more people, essentially. That's the idea, indirect, direct, and let it flourish over time. Now getting into some of the learning lessons around marketing as well. So I really emphasize the importance of building multiple platforms. I would genuinely think about two platforms is pretty much good, two social media platforms. I think that's the kind of number where you can manage effectively, and you should do it for multiple reasons. One, you don't necessarily know where all of your listeners or your target audience is for me, because I have a career show, I thought it was going to be LinkedIn. So I was always like banging LinkedIn every day, like literally new posts, new video, all things like this. And it works. There's been a huge amount of traffic that's gone through LinkedIn, but it was actually a listener of the podcast recommended I started an Instagram page. I started Instagram page and I opened up a whole new different platform. I got new guests, I got new listeners, and I was able to have a multi-channel podcast, which was really, really beneficial. Then what happened was my Instagram account was deleted. Now, it wasn't deleted for anything like illegal. It was just randomly deleted. It's gone. It's forgotten about. We have a new Instagram page now. But because of the fact that I had multiple platforms, it didn't hinder me hugely. Now, the account that's on Instagram is still quite small. And if you would like to go follow that page on Instagram, I'd really appreciate it. But at the end of the day, I can still Grow and build it. And that's kind of the purpose. So, when you have these two channels going, you can essentially direct more traffic to your show. And what you also do is begin to understand your uh, customer base and your persona and what you're trying to solve and your pain points really, really clearly. Because you can see very visibly. And one of the guests that was on my podcast, TM Cycles, he always recommended, you know, look at your story, Instagram story, flick up and look at the first 10 people, check their bio, check where they're from, check, you know, what location they're in and their, and their degree or else let's say like their actual occupation and then create content around that because that's your target audience. And that's what I've learned. I've been able to use both channels, work them side by side and get a lot of learnings out of them. But if I didn't try, it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't have worked out. So for me, I'm using Instagram and I'm also using LinkedIn. I also touch off things like TikTok, but to be honest, it's not exactly fantastic but i think someone else should look at what their topic is it could be anything it literally could be anything, non-related to even a podcast and try build two platforms at once because one will take over the other you could also send traffic to the other one as well and um, a lot of the main people are doing it and you can really repurpose content and that's what i always do i cut up clips I send them out multiple channels i see what's working i just pivot and make it better the next learning lesson is get on video early and get on youtube from the very beginning. I was late to the party. I spent six, seven months you know, messing around, just using Spotify, just using Apple, and it was okay. I learned a lot of lessons from doing that. I was able to get a lot of downloads from doing that, but ultimately I wasn't able to bring the same with the traffic as a, as I a would have true YouTube. And the reason why is because YouTube is the second biggest SEO globally. We have a lot of opportunities on YouTube. Videos can be pushed months and months later, you often see that with a lot of YouTubers. They'll have a video from four years ago that will just catch the algorithm and go. And I think for podcasters, especially in 2021, going into 2022, if you miss that opportunity, you can really, really hinder yourself because especially over the last year or two, we want something that's more like no and trust factor. And when you're able to provide that information to people, it's very, very helpful. As in, they can see you. They can literally visually see you. And then, then they might go to Spotify to listen. But I think you need to create that different um, channel. And people think like, oh, you know, I need to buy a new flashy camera, like this camera here, Sony Alpha A6400, or a flashy microphone. Now you do need a good microphone, but you don't need a good camera. You could use an Apple integrated camera first. You could integrate uh, your mobile. You could find some, you know, software online and drag people across that way. You just need something basic that comes out of Zoom MP4 file and upload it to um, YouTube. Add a tiny bit of SEO on it. You know, put a nice caption on it, a nice title. Put a bit of, in- of information in the um, description about your guest, his company, things that drive traffic. Like just think in terms of traffic. And if you can do that, it is no you're no worse off from doing it for sure, 100. And you get a lot of benefits. So because I was a little bit late to the party, I lost that initial growth and also when people see that you've launched a podcast, everyone's like, oh, whoa, it's fantastic. That is when you get a lot of subscribers. That is when you get a lot of followers on Spotify. And that's why you should launch them in parallel because if I launched my podcast on the day I did and I had a simple call to action on Instagram saying, hey, please subscribe to my new podcast YouTube channel. I guarantee you I would have got a lot of subscribers, not like thousands, but maybe even a couple of hundred. Um, over the course of a week or two. And that was a thing I didn't do. And I kind of shot myself in the foot. So if I was to do it again, that's something I would do from the very, very beginning. Second last point is one of the most important. I know I've said that about every other one, but it actually really is. It's all around short form content creates long-term listeners. And I really, really believe this. And I want to give you a simple example. Platforms like TikTok, Instagram Reels, and now recently YouTube Shorts they can get enormous reach. And I mean, absolutely phenomenal reach. The algos really work in their favor. They can just take off all of a sudden. And you may get listeners and downloads and subscribers trickle in slowly. But what that does from a psychological perspective is it gives people that instant dopamine, that short form gratification that they need from your podcast episode. So I'd recommend cutting up your episode to less than 60 seconds. If shorter, the better. And that gives people one some information to learn, two that like no trust factor, and I've said it again and again, and three it spikes their interest to go and listen to your episode, because people need something; they they need less than sixty seconds to go listen to sixty minutes, and it makes perfect sense podcast is not a short video that you see online. It is long. There's a lot involved with it, a lot of production issues with it and loads of things to consider. So give people more. The more you give people, the more they're going to go and actually check out your stuff. And I think that's what's really great. So, and this is the beauty of it. When you record a podcast, you have so much information that you can provide people. You could honestly cut up 10, 15 clips and share every piece of that information with your listeners. Now, obviously, you will need a pretty um, pretty open schedule to be able to do that. But if you want to do that, you can get that exposure. And really, I think the future of this is going to be YouTube, uh, YouTube Shorts. Um, I've started thinking ar- tinkering around with it. I know a lot of my mates are a lot of other podcast hosts. And I think possibly we could get the same growth that TikTok had with YouTube Shorts because everyone is fighting for attention big boys as well as podcast hosts and for anyone that's interested in selling products if you have a some sort of um, business page you could also create these really short form um, clips and they will go very very far the last lesson is all about do it for the long run and do it because you actually enjoy it don't do it because you think people will actually like it don't do it because you think it might give you some opportunities in the future, do it because you are fundamentally interested in it. For the last year, for the last couple of years, I've always thought about, talked about careers. I've always been really interested in it. I've always been really fascinated by people's journeys from CEOs to managing directors to solo entrepreneurs. I've always been interested in doing it. And I've also loved the last year doing it. For anyone that wants to start anything, use this model of do something today that you can do five years from now. And if you can really do it five years from now, the same level, same input, it's a long-term play. That is what creates a successful business. That is what creates something that people will love and resonate with. If you're doing it for a quick buck, you will be left high and dry, and you will ultimately hate it in the end. It's something you won't be proud of. I look back at over 65 episodes, and I'm incredibly proud of the platform we've built. I'm incredibly proud of everyone that I've met, everyone that's listened, um, and I'm very grateful for that. And I think for everyone, anyone that's shared my stuff as well, in particular, I always think that it's a huge platform that we're building that's very, very good for the long run, you know. So don't do it because if your friend thinks it's a good idea or whatever, and that often leads you to the wrong place. So that's the main focus. Just because someone is starting something doesn't mean you have to do it. And I think over time, you'll find stuff that you enjoy and that you want to do. And that's what makes things long-term. So that's my main advice. I think these were over eight, 10 points. And the real takeaway from all this is that it's a long-term play. You're going to learn so much from it. You're going to learn so much from doing any sort of online business because you really, you put multiple hats on. So you're the podcast host, you're the editor, you're the sound production dude, you're the marketer, you're the sales guy, you're the negotiator. And uh, that's what makes things really interesting you wouldn't get this from just sitting back and watching a bit of netflix and i think once you get out there you learn you mess up so many times literally i mess up so many times but it creates something that that's fantastic for the long run so stepping into year two it's all about taking a step up from here better production more guests more information things that provide a lot of value for people and we'll really see kickoff sessions grow we'll see everyone you know learn a lot and implement a lot of strategies as well in their own life. And that's the main purpose. So I just say a massive thank you. Thank you for listening to the episode. Please subscribe down below. Please share this to Instagram as well. Tag a mate and tag kickoff sessions HQ as always. Please feel free to check me on all platforms as well. And thank you so much for listening to all of the episodes. Thank you so much to all of the guests as well. And it's going to be a fantastic year too. So I love you. I'll leave you and all the best.